0: without the bs listen in as we irritate some inform others and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want
1: hey i heard some really good advice for you guys i wanted to pass it on yeah next it'll help you with your wife i'm just telling you all right next time she gets mad grab a cake Throw it around the shoulders and say, There, now you're Superman.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, no, no. And then by time or distance, how far do we run after that?
3: Exactly. (laughs) There's nowhere. uh... Hide that you'd be safe. No, try it this week and
1: come back next week. And,
3: we can, and nah, she'd work. say, You, you, you got to come home, oh, yeah. come back next
0: week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah come back. back next week. Come back next <laughs> week. It's only a, <laughs> a four person podcast,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or I might there by myself. <laughs> yeah, everybody,
4: this is the no more leadership BS podcast and what you just heard was total b s you'll have to scratch that don't, fellas anybody out there do not take that advice I think Myra's trying to trap us all hey I'm Jeff geyer with Phoenix coaching and I'm back with the group Myra hall she just kind of introduced herself with some that's that that was was funny but it's horrible advice don't don't ever do that
1: she might go yes yeah, she might, might kill
4: t- me you yeah. might die yeah what well. no, there's no fight. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Dr. Sam, I don't know, Throw you, you're quiet on this. It's almo, almost like you tried that already and it didn't work.
2: Why do you think he's in a car? Oh, I've been around this this son a few times now and I've had uh, 25 years of marital bliss. I know better than even entertainers as an idea to think about thinking about. So we're headed. <laughs> she, I mean, you, yeah, You go
4: home today, she'll know you were talking about it just Right. <laughs> Even if you don't say anything, that's right. And McLaughlin,
3: how you doing, my friend? G-Off from Professionals at Play. I'm doing well. I was just going to say the same thing. Like, I'm- I can already sense that I'm going to be in trouble when I get home because my wife is going to be like, something went, what did you do? Exactly. <laughs> <All right. laughs> she knows. She'll-, she'll know. <laughs> I think there's difference. Sorry, I get those confused.
4: <laughs> and the head of Conroy Leadership Consulting, Jeff Conroy, what do you think? that That's good advice, Meyer. I think oh my you God. should try it first and then report back to
0: us. Yeah. So I've been married a long time and I've learned that so many funny things like this are fantastic to say in your head. <laughs> don't ever let them out because <laughs> I'll say something I'll go, man, that was a lot funnier in my head. Yeah. So.
4: And so, so to, in, in today's episode, I want to talk, in fact, I just did it. I told Conroy he should try it out. And so what I want to talk about is this whole idea of should, S-H-O-U-L-D, should. Wow. And should you should on people or should <laughs> you not should on people? Should you should all over the place? 12. And there's actually some, and in fact, I'll go to you first, Myra, because I think you're the most well-read on this. There's There are actually lots of studies, psychological studies, on the negative impact of this whole mindset and the word should, that wh- whether you're internalizing, I, oh man, I should have done something different, or you exter- externalize it onto the people that you lead. Boy, why aren't these people doing what they what, the, what we told them to do, they should have known better, that kind of stuff. Lyra, let's start this conversation about shoulding all over people.
1: That's about what I think of the word should, just so you know. It should be erased. It should be. Listen to me. I, it could be erased from the dictionary and everybody's life would be better. Oh, there you- and the reason I say that is when you tell somebody they should do something, you're speaking shame and blame into their life. And if you will listen to your reaction when somebody tells you, I think you should do that, or I think you should do that, it is, it's is—it's a negative feeling. It's almost a retraction because you're good if you do it, you're bad if you don't, based on somebody else's opinion, based on somebody else's opinion. So let's turn that around a little bit and insert could instead of should. Okay, so you could have done it this way or you could do this. It gives you a choice. Choice gives you back freedom. And it's an open, it, and if you'll pay attention again to how your body re- reacts, because your body reacts according to what the brain tells it to, it, it's an opening. It's like there's possibility there. It's not just having to do what somebody tells you to do you have a choice and you have to take responsibility. When somebody tells you should, then the responsibility is theirs. If you do it and it doesn't work, what do you say? You told me to do it that way. You don't take responsibility because you don't get the choice. I could talk about this particular subject for hours because it's had such a negative effect on people. It's They've grown up by everything they should. Now, I want to... The caveat is there are moral shoulds that that we follow because of our society. You don't steal. You don't murder people. All of those shoulds, they are what they are. But what I'm talking about is I call it letting somebody else write your story. If you are living by what other people think you should do, you should grow up and do this, or you should marry a up or... You should go to college when you don't want to. All of the shoulds, then somebody else's, that's other people's opinion about how you ought to live your life. They are literally writing your story for you. And when you start using the word could instead, then you're taking back the pen. It's time for you to write your story. So I'll let other people, God, I'm very passionate about this. I,
0: I 100% with what she's saying. Uh, that's amazing.
4: Yeah, that's really good stuff. McLaughlin, a- add on to that or, or s- spin that because I I can tell just, I, I shouldn't say I-, I shouldn't, there we go. Tell from your body language
3: that, yeah, this one's close to your wheelhouse as well. Myra was talking about it, that the brain, so when you go into should, you're going into expectations and what could be. So you're playing a loop in your brain and it's a good way to think about things and to think through situations. However, a lot of times people get caught up in that negative feedback loop. And so when we live in should, that's the past, creates anxiety, depression, those kind of things, because your brain does not know the difference between real and fiction. Your brain, if it plays the scenario, you will still have the same visceral reaction, the same chemical release from your brain as if it really was happening. And I've actually done this experiment with groups before where I will have them close their eyes and imagine a situation just imagine the situation and you can watch people have a visceral reaction and people, because they don't, as they think about it in their brain, they're actually living that moment in their brain and they are getting the chemical release. So the ability, just like Myra said, if we can change that from what could you have done, that would be different. What can you do in the future? Now you're thinking about solutions versus the problem itself. And so The ability to, should we go to dinner? Yes. Okay. That's okay. Should we not covet our neighbor's material things? Of course not. Those are like, those are moral things. Those are different in the workplace and with leadership, having those conversations with employees. What can you do is a much more positive outcome based, a solution based conversation versus what should you have done? Is there's very demeaning a blame? And so I agree with Myra on that one. And that's, it's such a powerful, simple tool, should to could or can. And you change the language and it completely changes the conversation from blame to what's a positive outcome that we can get from this. It's a big difference and it's a small little change. So absolute gold.
4: A small change that makes a big difference Wow. That's good stuff right there. Con- Conrad, give me your story. Cause I know you've got some around, around this, wh- whether it's with your lovely wife and that Cape trip, that yeah. that the trick that
0: you tried, but yeah, not happening. I Professionally, I've always tried to delete words like shoulda, woulda, and coulda, because those are all, those are your biggest regrets right? Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Whenever someone comes with an issue or if I notice something, is I always say things like, what can we do better? How can we upscale this? How can we make this? How can we improve this issue? I don't ever really use words like shoulda, woulda, and coulda. I just see them like like Myra and McLaughlin said. It, it's a negative. It's putting the onus on them because they're doing something wrong. What should we be doing? I'm not doing, I'm going, the, I'm going the wrong direction and I need to turn it. I would much rather say, how can we make this better? Then it gets the thinking for them. It's more of a we thing. How can we make, and I always say, how can we make this better? It's not, how can you make this better? It's how can we make this better? Professionally, I've, I really tried to stay away from words. i like, shoulda, woulda, and coulda just no can't or won't. I don't I try not to use those as well. So.
1: They're just negative. Yeah. I've got another big long lecture about I will try, but we'll save that for another episode. Well, that's
0: Yoda. There is no try. <laughs> there's only do,
1: right? I know. <laughs> <not true. laughs> but exactly. yeah, it's, that's another one we say a lot. And it literally takes away our power. It does. It literally takes away our power. Not figuratively, it literally takes it away. And my dad oh, used yeah. the
0: phrase, my dad would use the phrase like, you're hamstringing yourself, you're selling yourself short. You can do this. It's just, you got to look at it differently. So how can we make this better? How can we plus this? Disney has a thing called plusing. Let's make. How do we plus this? So I say that a lot too. How do we make this better?
4: That's that, that's that's a great point. There there's 100 percent negative power in that thought. Boy, I shoulda tried harder.
2: Wow, that's, that's regret. I, oh man, that's yeah. Doctor Sam, yes, sir. So we've had this conversation offline a few times about using the word should, and I honestly never really grappled with it until this episode. And peeling apart the should from the policy legal side of the world and the should from the behavioral expectation side, that's been a lot to me just now in this conversation. Because of my prior work in the entire administration, I did a lot of student conduct. And so the question would be, are they know or should have known that this behavior was against policy? And so you have a whole case against this knew or should have known, should have known. I didn't, but should have. And so even when we talk about things, I use should all the time because I think about the things I should do for my business, for my clients, that kind of thing. But now as we're starting to peel it apart, I'm understanding it differently. I can really see the value statement that comes with the should versus the, and you prove it. So I forget who said it just now, but blame versus possibility. And I really appreciate that. that an because that helps it make more sense. Is this a policy issue we're talking about? Or is this... A behavioral week we can manage to level up and plus it. But okay, so I'll
0: go I'll go back to Cockerel again. Cockerel talks about clear, concise communication and have clarity in what you're saying. And if we're doing that with the people we work with, it really cuts down on the you should be doing this. If they fully right. understand and there's that clear communication. It cuts down on the, you you should have been doing that. I've known employees that have like employee handbooks. And at the back of the employee handbook, there's a signature page. How many people actually read the whole employee handbook? Any hands? Any hands? Yeah, none. But they'll sign the back page because I got to do it. HR is asking for that back page. I got to have it in. Then you're going to come back to them and say, it's in the employee handbook. You should have known that. But So you got to find a different way for people to consume that stuff. Yeah, man, frustrates me. Uh, Yeah,
4: this is a nuanced thing. And Myra and Gioff talked about the moral shoulds, right? You should not kill, that kind of stuff. Um, And Dr. Sam talked about the legal shoulds, that that ignorance isn't a defense under the law. Correct. You, You should have that. Did you know or should you have known? So those aren't, that's really not what we're talking about here. We're talking about leading people and influencing them to grow and become who they were created to be and provide more value and impact in the organization and that kind of thing. And it's back to the old axiom that you can catch more flies with honey than you can anything else. That positive influence and positive leadership in people's lives are way better than the negative thing. And in the case of the word, I, I learned Long time ago that there's a lot of negativity in that. As you, as Conroy was just talking about talking to employees that you should do this. But my experience is that should mentality internalized for me hasn't been very helpful. So there, there's a mindset shift there that I would encourage leaders to make that. There, there isn't much help going down the road while well, I should have done this or I should have said something different or I should have not done that. Yeah, maybe all that stuff's true, but there's more power in thinking about what you could have done instead of what you
0: should have done. McLaughlin, being the brain guy that you are, <clears throat> doesn't the brain naturally go negative?
3: Yes, that's a survival mechanism because it's the uh, thing that tells you don't do stupid stuff because that could kill you. And stems from like prehistoric mankind where everything wanted to kill you. And so you didn't do stupid things. The people who were the most cautious tended to be the ones who lived longer and pa- passed on their genetics to the next generation. And so that aspect of it has not left our DNA. Now we don't have to worry about getting eaten by a bear. Most of the time, some people do when they spend a lot of time. Mostly. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's advised. <laughs> yeah. But you're also, if you think about it, you're pre programmed for negativity because when you're a child and we are child married children, we're told no. I can't remember exactly what it is. Something like 40,000 times by the time we're like six years old. So or we married are per- th- or married 35 years. <laughs> yeah. But <45, laughs> five years, three or 400,000 times. So <laughs> the hard part is trying to get out of that negative loop of no is bad. No isn't bad. No for kids is a safety issue. As a parent, it's like, we're trying to keep them alive because we love them apparently and they, they, we care about them. So being told no, but it creates that negative feedback loop. And so the ability to have the self-awareness to go, okay, I did that wrong. What can I do differently is a very different conversation. It's very introspective versus blame based. Owning it and saying I screwed up, I made a mistake. That was not the right thing to do. How do I do better in the future? It completely it gives you power to make a positive change. It's the dis- it's the plus thing. Yes and yes, yes. I'm, yes. And here's how I'm going to fix it. Yeah. I'm gonna do things differently next time. And so that that little change, again, little change, big results. Giving yourself power, giving your employees power. This went wrong. What are we going to do differently next time? is a completely different conversation than what you you've done in the first place. Just the tone changes. And that leadership, that ability as a leader to help your team, to coach them through mistakes, which we learn from mistakes. That's how we do things. So if we can change the conversation from blame to what's the solutions, it's just an immense difference in the attitude and how the organization feels. Exactly. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you.
2: So on this side, idea of the should being, like I I should have done something and the regret, I recently listened to a book by Daniel Pink called The Power of Regret. And in the book, he goes in great detail, of course, but essentially, regret is necessary in order to ensure you don't repeat the same issues down the road. So it's not, I should have done X or Y, but it is, what can I learn from that and move into differently? As Geoff was sharing his point of view, it makes me think, so far, we've looked at this mostly from how we advise people in either a mistake or a path they want to take. I work with clients and they'll give me a scenario and then they will tap it off by asking me, what should I do? Now, that is a great opportunity for a supervisor or coach or whomever to capitalize on the emotion they're having with the situation and to help them think critically about it. If we answer, what should you do? Just like Myra said, he told me this, I did what you said and it didn't work, not your fault. That's not healthy for any reason. But when somebody says, what should I do? I'm begging for some new point of view and coach them through it. It's a great conversation to have. Yeah. That's awesome. So that that that's a there's a key point. There's a
4: takeaway for us t- today in this episode as we're getting towards the end here. Is that feeling or the thought, e- either internal or external, that you should have done something? If you stay right there, it's probably not going to help you much. But you go the next spot. What Doctor Sam was just talking about, and use that regret, if that's what it is, to help you move forward. There's the key. Don't stay in that spot where, oh well, I. I screwed that up. I should have done something different. Or Sally screwed this up. She should have done something different. Don't go the next step that comes after that to get the, yourself and your organization to move forward. There we go. We should uh, end this episode because I think we're at time out. We, we may have to come back and revisit this because as Myra said, this topic we, we could talk about for a long time because there's clearly nuances in it. We won't do it this time. So, until next time, for Jeff Conroy, Jeff McLaughlin, Dr. Sam Jennings, and Miss Myra Hall, I'm Jeff Geyer. We are the No More Leadership BS podcast group. In fact, Dr. Sam called us the podcast group of awesomeness. That is us. <laughs> Reach out to us at us at nomorebs.co or on our nope. I messed that up, didn't I? No More Leadership BS.co. Ask us at nomoreleadershipbs.co. It's your no. dot co. No. Leadership no. B S. LeadershipBS dot Okay, this whole thing's BS. What I want you to do, <laughs> Facebook <laughs> or Instagram, or where you get your podcast, any place, just search no more leadership bs and you will find us. And you can message us from those places, right? You don't need that crazy email address. That's old school. Pick up a rotary phone and call us. I don't know. Here we go. We're the No More Leadership BS group. And uh, we hope you found some value in this episode. And we look forward to seeing you, hearing from you. Our podcast, subscribe to us, tell all your friends, and we'll see you next episode. Song, everybody. Bye. Bye.
3: Later, bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at leadershipbs.co. That's leadershipbs.co. Don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.